Good morning, good morning, Rabotai. We have in front of us the great mitzvah of the holiday of Sukkot. And I want to just share perhaps one concept uh, which relates to the idea of the holiday of Sukkot. I mean, they're building it around us. As you can see, we have these panels that are going up. We have the schaches on the roof already. Um, and Be'ezrat uh, Hashem, we should find a way, we should find a way to be able to fulfill this mitzvah in its entirety. So I, I want to just share a beautiful example of this concept. Our, uh, our rabbis teach us that there are very few mitzvot in, in Judaism that a person fulfills with their entire body. So as an example, the mitzvah to eat kosher is fulfilled with a person's mouth, not to speak Lashon Ara, is also fulfilled with restraining their mouth, not to believe uh, something about somebody is, is a mitzvah that you fulfill with your ears. And in fact, our Chachamim explained to us that uh, just as there is a physical body down here on earth, there's also a spiritual body as uh, in tandem, if you will, with our spirit, with our physical selves. And that body is something that we spend our lives building. And La'atid uh, Lavo in the world to come, so to speak, a person is left with the body that they built in this world. The Vilna Gaon used to say, you'll be able to understand in the world to come, right? What mitzvot or averot a person didn't do because that part of them will be completely deficient. Could you imagine a guy in a Gan Eden with no arm? Or he's missing one eye, right? Again, whatever these concepts mean, but they, in, in a spiritual you know, metaphor, that's what, it, that's what it looks like. And once I learned the Vilna Gaon, I understood a deeper pshat in the words of the Gemara. The Gemara says that uh, when it comes time for a person to go to the heavenly court and they have to give a reckoning, a din v'cheshbon on everything they did, so it says, evarim shel adam, the limbs of a person are me'id, they are the witnesses against a person in the heavenly court. So as an example, a person did averot, so who's going to say that you stole money from the, from the, from the, from the sedakah box? Your hands are going to say, we, the, we were there. He instructed us, he sent us to go and take that, to go and uh, do this, punch this person. So the evarim of the person are going to say edut, they're going to bear witness and testimony against the person in the heavenly court. You can't argue against the hands that did the, did the avon. And yet, so to speak, they'll, commu- they'll communicate. So I always wonder, what does that look like? Does he just have a set of hands, you know, saying, can I take the witness stand? And they walk through on the, you know, the thing, and then they climb up. But according to Vilna Gaon, we understand a much deeper understanding. The hands, the feet will bear testimony, not necessarily by what they say, but perhaps by their absence, or by their quality or lack thereof. So it will indicate, that will itself be able to communicate, this is what the person did or didn't do in their lifetime. Rabotai, so all mitzvot and averot are fulfilled by a person's body parts, so to speak, in this world. However, there's a couple of mitzvot, uh, very few, that are, com- that are completed by a person using their whole body. One of the mitzvot that we find is sitting in a sukkah. You're sitting under the roof of the sukkah. How do you fulfill the mitzvah? With your entire body. Fascinating. There's two other mitzvot that are counted in this. One other mitzvah is dipping in a mikveh, but they don't count that because there's no mitzvah to dip in a mikveh. The mitzvah is to be pure. 
the way is in a mikveh. But the mitzvah is not to go into a mikveh. So as an example, even when a woman is becoming pure, is becoming pure again, the mitzvah is for her to be with her husband, to have children. The, again, the way is through the purity that it's obtained by a mikveh. But you wouldn't get it. Other people give another example. Um, uh, uh, Yeshuv Eretz Yisrael, living in Eretz Yisrael is also a mitzvah. How do you live in a land? It's also with all your body parts. But again, there's a question, is the mitzvah of Yeshuv Eretz Yisrael a mitzvah deoraita? Whatever. But at the very least, we have this example of fulfilling the mitzvah with all of your body. So on a simple level, all of us look at this mitzvah, and what do we think of? When we think of fulfilling the mitzvah of sukkah with all of your body, sitting like this, beautiful, underneath the, 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 the sechach, that's it, my whole body, done the mitzvah. I want to share with you a beautiful example, though, of what this means, maybe, to fulfill the mitzvah. Someone who fulfilled the mitzvah of sukkah with all of your body, uh, and it may be a different way. The Lelav Rebbe, Reb David from Lelav, he had something that was uh, very, very special. People would come from far and wide to see. Everyone would line up, every Sukkot. They would come into the Sukkah. He had a magnificent Sukkah that was built of wooden panels, uh, you know, bl- pieces of wood that someone had taken, an artist had taken like a, a peeler, if you will, and they'd peeled into the bark the most magnificent designs, each one of the panels, was a, a beautiful, you know, uh, a natural uh, revealing of the wood by peeling the wood to indicate and to depict the 12 shivatim and their different attributes with pictures, magnificent piece of art. Everyone would come, the Lelava Rebbe would welcome them in, they would look at the sukkah, they would marvel, ooh and ah, lines outside, outside the door. One year, the people come to the house and they see, khalas, he has a regular, I don't know, canvas sukkah. So everyone's wondering, where did this beautiful marvel go? This beautiful piece of art, Ze'eliva and Ve'u. The sanctification of God is through the way and the beauty with which we do the mitzvot. He didn't want to say. Until people pushed, 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 pushed. No, still didn't want to say. His wife started asking him. Finally, he says, look, this winter, one of the coldest days of the winter, someone came to my house. They're crying, they're crying to me in the middle of the night. They just got back from the doctor. The doctor had diagnosed their child with double pneumonia. Their house is freezing. They're so poor they can't afford to heat the home. Rav David is, Lelav is sitting there. He's thinking, he's thinking, he's thinking. He says, where am I going to get wood now to heat my home in the middle of the night? He was a very poor man. All of a sudden he says, I have a great idea. He pulls out his magnificent, his priceless sukkah. In the middle of the night, he said, here, burn these panels. He gives the guy this irreplaceable uh, work of art, a work that had so many mitzvot that was done with it. And the guy takes it home, he chops it up into little pieces, and he feeds this magnificent sukkah to the fire, and his son is warmed by the fire and survives. Rabotai, to me, that's accomplishing this idea of sitting in a sukkah with all of your body. The pasuk tells us, to love Hashem with all of your heart. And the Talmud, the Gemara, makes a very cryptic statement about that. What does it mean? Levavchem sounds plural. How many hearts do I have? I have one. 
So the Gemara says, Levavchem, your hearts, plural, with both of your Yitzarim. B'shnei Yitzarecha. You have one Yeser, one uh, inclination which is pulling your heart to one direction. And another inclination that's pulling your heart to the other direction. Yetzer Atov and Yetzer So the, the Pasuk tells us, you have to love Hashem. I have to love him with both of my hearts. Now I understand I have to follow the Yetzer Atov, but I would imagine that I'm not serving God with my Yetzer I'm serving God in spite of my Yetzer Correct? In fact, there are those that say, oh, the understanding in the Gemara is that the way you serve God is by fighting Yetzirah. And there's merit to that understanding. But perhaps there's a deeper understanding as well. And that is that there's sometimes that a person is unsure which Yetzirah it is that's speaking to him in his ear. You have someone in the synagogue you don't particularly like. And then he's talking during the tefillah. You turn to the guy and you're like, shh, shh. You enjoyed that a little. You enjoyed that a little. Let's be honest. You enjoyed it. Yeah? Why? Why? Because you have a good reason to tell him to shush. But you actually, you would, if you could, you tell him to shush all the time. Shut up, man. <laughs> That's what you'd say to him. Allah Job Joe Biden. That's what you'd say. Shut up, man. That's what you'd say. Right? There's times that a person, they know that, what's it called? They know that they, uh, uh, um, that they should give a little bit more money to tzedakah. But it's hard for them to give money away. So they come up with every reason in the world why it's not good for them to give tzedakah because the person who gets the tzedakah, he's going to learn, he's going to learn not to work. As if that's your primary concern. All of a sudden you care about people, other people's joblessness. Right? You didn't care about it before he came to ask you for money for Sadaka. Now you care about it. Don't pretend that that's what it is. So sometimes a person is not sure who's whispering sweet nothings in his ear. Is it Yetzirah Tov or Yetzirah? I'd love to imagine what was going through the mind of this rabbi when the guy comes to him, his kid's sick, his kid's not well. I'll see you in the morning. You know, let the kid come stay here in my house for tonight. You know, put him here, come back, pick him up in the morning, and then we'll figure something out. I'll ask somebody. We'll raise some money. The rabbi knows the best place for this child to be is in his bed. Comfortable at home, he's not feeling well. There's a million answers he could have given, but he had the answer. It was just a difficult answer. And his Yetzir Atov, quote-unquote, is telling him, what? The walls of the sukkah. What are you talking about? The walls of the sukkah are not the mitzvah. The walls of the sukkah beautify the mitzvah. Here's a mitzvah t'aseh from the Torah. You understand? So here's a situation where a person is torn. They're in conflict. That conflict, I think, also is an example of serving God with all of your heart, where the whole body is involved, so to speak. That conflict, where does it live? It lives in your hands. It lives in your feet. When you're conflicted, where you're confused, where you're going to go ahead and do the right thing, but, you know, Rabbi, I don't know. I don't have a good feeling. I know it's right, but, ah. Uh, you know, someone told me the other day, before Rosh Hashanah, 
There was someone who owed him money. They took him for a ride. Yeah, they didn't pay back the money that they owed him. They told him, ah, the investment went bad, this, that. But he owes him the money. He said to him afterwards, he says, Rabbi, I know you spoke before Rosh Hashanah, before Kippur, about forgiving people. He says, but I don't feel like it's right to forgive this guy. Why? He said, because it's not once that it happened. It happened more than one time. I don't think it's right I should forgive this guy. The opposite. Forgiving this person is only going to encourage them to do more. The opposite, I should, I should not forgive him. I said, Rohi, Rohi, is not forgiving him making him become any more honest? It's not. He doesn't care what's going on in your heart. That's for you to deal with. I understand it's a huge ta- challenge, but anyway, you're not getting the money. So all you have right now is this hatred sitting inside of you that's not going anywhere. What do you think is the right thing to do? You could see this man, he's like shaking from anger. That's with all of your heart. It's a mitzvah that a person does with all of their body. Now, Rabbi I want to hear you to hear this idea now. Why is this concept of the mitzvah of, of sukkah so important to talk about the mitzvah that you do with your whole body? Because how do, you know, how do you do something? Like if you stick your hand in the hot water for a second in the pool, in a jacuzzi, you could do that, you know? But then you put your legs in, ah! Imagine jumping into a boiling hot jacuzzi. You can't do it. You could expose just a little bit. Obviously, there's, as you walk in, your feet are okay, your calves, then you get to the inner thighs, Shema Israel. then we don't need to go, you know, the, the, we should not be named. You walk up to your waist, you know, ah! Right, then another great spot is the low... The small of your back, right? You sit like this. It's so hard. But to do all of it together is almost impossible. How does a person achieve doing a mitzvah that takes every ounce of him or her that needs your whole body to be able to do it? You know what the answer is, Rabbi The answer is that he sits in a sukkah. Not just the physical manifestation of the sukkah, but as we discussed yesterday, Every mitzvah, the same way you have a goof, a body, and a soul, every mitzvah also has a goof and a nishama. Like we say about prayer, a person who prays without kavanah, it's the Gemara says, ke goof, kavana, It's like a body without a soul. So literally, it means a dead guy lying in state, right? Heke. No, no movement. Literally, that's what it means. But a deeper understanding would reveal that you are engaging with the goof of tefillah, the words, the outermost layer of the mitzvah is the goof. But the soul, the power that animates it, that makes it, uh, that drives true tefillah is the kavanah that you put inside that tefillah. So, so, so important. If that's the case, Rabbi how does a person achieve uh, a, a, a very difficult mitzvah they sit in a sukkah in a mental sukkah the sukkah is called in the Zohar tzila de mehemnuta which means the shade of God, of emunah a person leaves the security of their house and they go and they sit in a hut outside with no locks on it meanwhile BLM is marching by in the streets and you have no doors, you know you have a flimsy canvas sukkah. No, 
Betzila demeim nuta. I'm in the shade of the of the Rebunoshel Olam. If a person is struggling with the Avon, a lot of times, uh, struggling with a with a mitzvah, a lot of times, it's not about the mitzvah and it's not about the avera that they need more strength in. Actually, they need more strength in emuna. So you're struggling to forgive somebody. You're thinking, I need to work on my forgiveness. Not really. You're working hard on your forgiveness. You need to work on your emuna. If you honestly believed that Borei Olam sends you the things that you need, shields you from the things that you don't, gives you the reward, it gives you the punishment that is coming to you, then this person didn't do anything to you. Yes, they chose to be the handle of the axe, but bottom line, if it happened through them or it happened through someone else, this was happening to you. You hear that? Sometimes we need to go and sit in a sukkah. So sometimes I'll tell somebody, guy's very angry or he's working through a very difficult problem. I'll tell him, go sit in the sukkah. The guy's like, it's the middle of the summer, Rabbi. What are you talking about? I said, in your mind, imagine the sukkah. Imagine the state where we're flimsy, moving out, trusting in Hashem, saying, Hashem, this is your house. And in a, a brick house, if you want, an earthquake could come and bring it down on my head. And if you don't want... You know, a little flimsy sukkah, that will keep me that will keep me safe and secure. It's up to you. And Rabotai suddenly, their whole body suddenly experiences this element of sukkah. And I want to end just with this. The um, the the uh, the Gemara says that sukkah is called. You know, we'll talk about this a little bit tomorrow. I'll, I'll end with this last idea. The 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 tefillah we say. We say that God granted us. We also say in the Kiddush, which means that certain mitzvot, certain holidays, days of holiness, they are hinchaltanu. They were given to us as an inheritance. What's the difference between money that you make and money that you inherit? One of them is money that represents nothing but a job. The second, the inheritance that a person gets from their parents is something which is not just about money that was made for a product, some sort of transaction, but rather it represents a father's legacy. A person is much more upset when they lose an inheritance. They squander their father's or grandfather's uh, uh, you know, inheritance than, than when they squander money that they made for working for... You know, I remember speaking once with somebody. He had a big real estate firm. And uh, it was a, a firm that it lasted for, you know, I think three or four generations. Okay? Old school, you know, Ashkenaz, American, came, you know, 150 years ago. Th- this, this real estate business passed through generations. What happened in the, st- in the market crash in, in 2008 when real estate plummeted, Okay. The guy lost his whole business. He went bankrupt. He sat with me and he cried in my office. He said, Rabbi, I don't care about the money. I don't care about the, the, the business. I don't care about the embarrassment. He said, here, this is my dad's business and my dad's dad's business and my dad's 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 business. The name of the family is on the, on the cards. How did I not see this coming? How did I not protect myself better? You know, the humiliation that came not just from the losing of the money, 
but the responsibility to have taken something that was an inheritance and lost it. Rabotai, this is our inheritance. Hinchaltanu. Each and every one of these days gives us an inheritance, not just for then, but it's something that stays with us. The sukkah is something that a person can have as a tool in their mind, even in July. It goes with us throughout the entire year. If we can understand the idea, what it feels like to live with God. Baruch Adonai Le'olam. Amen. Amen.